Welcome to one and all again to uh, Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. And today we continue part two of our exploration of networking with best-selling author Stefan Thomas, who uh, will be going into uh, various areas that we haven't explored so far. So we'll be looking at how do you get started with networking, when and how can networking pay off, and also how do you make the most of networking with people who are right in front of you and within your, your current sphere rather than the elusive target market. What can you do right now? Uh, so without further ado, I will let the rest of us just carry on with where we left off. Enjoy. It's time consuming. I mean, sometimes when I set up networking, I do sometimes I think, good grief, I've done three networking events today. And that's basically the whole day that you spent networking and the value you get back from it might not come for weeks, months, years, but it is valuable. It's also quite enjoyable. It's quite fun chatting to people and you kind of get some good ideas and you have a bit of a giggle, but particularly when we're all locked down, but it is that energy that you have to put in and you have to believe that there is going to be some payback down the line. A load of the people who scoffed at me years ago um, you're you're spending so much time on networking. When do you do any real work, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Now want to know how to get to the stages that that I'm getting to 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 speak at because I've been lucky enough to speak for people like BT and Lloyd's Bank and the Chartered Institute of Management Accountants and so on. And the reality was that that came from loads and loads of stuff where the the return on investment could have been seen as zero or, or, or even negative. But I, I think people measure the return on investment in the wrong way when it comes to relationships, because as you say, it, it might be years in future that something comes of it. But if I'd stepped out at any point, if I'd disappeared at any point, then it would definitely have been negative because if I hadn't put all of that effort in, the person who referred me to BT would have frankly forgotten that it existed because um, everyone's got really busy lives these days. So so being out there consistently, and now we're, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're 15 years into my networking journey, aren't we? End, end of November 2005 was when I went to my very first networking events. Um, oh, my very why first was it a disaster? Tell us. Pardon? What? You said at the beginning it was a disaster. We want to know what went wrong. Why was it um, a disaster? <laughs> so Give us I, the details. The, the, so I went to Whitney Big Breakfast, um, late November 2005, and I, I was still an estate agent at the time. This is before um, this part of my career had started, and I'd been in, um, in, invited along um, by, by someone called Sharon, um, Sharon Rowan Bowne, who, who's, who's still a Facebook friend to, to this day. And, and I, I just didn't know what to expect. The, the bit of networking where you do a 40 or 60 second introduction hadn't been explained to me. Um, I've done a lot of work in the last 15 years so that I can speak publicly, so that I can do stuff like this relatively confidently. Back in 2005, I was a really different person. Um, so I was terrified when they started doing the 60 second rounds. And, and to make it worse, um, and this is much easier to do when I'm on stage rather than when I'm doing it from home, um, I sat next to the, 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 the sadly departed Jamie McIntyre, um, who's really well known in Oxfordshire. And Jamie sold light bulbs and batteries for, for a living. 
he was also the loudest person at every networking event that he went to. And of course I sat next to him because I was the newbie. Everyone else knew not to sit downwind of, of Jamie because following his 60 seconds was just disastrous. Um, and and that, so that was my first networking experience. Literally shaking as it was coming around the room to, to get to me to do my 60 seconds. And then, and I, I, I won't do the impression here, but, but I've, I've done it many times. This guy jumping up out of his seat and literally shouting at everyone um, about how he could get the best prices on light bulbs and batteries. And and then everyone else in the room, as Jamie sat down, everyone else looked at me and said, go on, follow that then. It's like, yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. And I said four or five words in my first 60 seconds and then sat down again. <laughs> didn't Well, didn't do you any harm, eh? I think you learn, you know... <laughs> I tend to be pretty positive about things, as you know. What I've got from that is a great routine that I can roll out when I'm on stage these days yeah. every time. And, um, you know, it's given me something to write about. And, and my first experience of networking was terrifying. And I, and, and I think that, that helps me a little bit with empathy as well, because I do spot the people in the room who are feeling exactly the same when, when I do go to networking events. Because some people do find it absolutely petrifying, however often they do it, it's you can see them kind of stressing up and they've kind of learned exactly what to say. They don't. It's it's really painful to see people being so unhappy doing it. I think we overcomplicate it. I think we overstress people about it. Um, I think we overcomplicate it because it, it sells books and training courses. And I. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't know whether I should be completely against that, but we, once we put the word networking around it, once we, you know, what we actually did, Sally, was we went for lunch with a bunch of lovely people and it just so happened that you and I hit it off. And, and, and so, you know, that was a lovely work and all of a sudden people get fr a bit frantic about it. And I do get it. Um, but I think if we strip it away, People think that they have to do something clever. People think that they have to achieve something at the event. And, and that's why I set the bar very low. All that I'm ever looking to do is start some more conversations and continue some other conversations rather than feeling like I've got to hugely impress people on the day. We've got plenty of time to do that afterwards. That, that, no, I don't, I don't set out to hugely impress people. We've got plenty of time to get to know each other afterwards is what I mean. Exactly. I mean, there is, and people do it all the time. If you meet people at a party or in the pub, you're very likely to say to them, oh, hello, I'm Sally, what do you do? And they'll tell you what they do. And that's, that's, that's how networking starts. I, I met my partner, Sharon, um, almost exactly two years ago. Um, we met at, um, at her work's Christmas party, actually, and, and we chatted and it was really obvious that we got on. And, and so when I left that event, I, I sent her a quick message on, on Facebook and that's how we ended up getting together. That's pretty much what we do at networking, isn't it? We, you know, yeah. we pr probably, probably a, a marginally different style of message that, that I sent at the time. Um, but it, it was, it was making sure that Sharon knew that I wanted to continue the conversation. Um, I've actually never used that as an example before, but, but if I think about it, what I did then, um, as I was on my way home from, from, from that Christmas lunch was pretty much what I do at, at networking events. Hey, it was lovely to meet and um, yeah. shall we keep in touch? Yeah. No, it's, uh, oh, sorry, Sally, you go for No, it. I've stopped. 
<laughs> I was just thinking about um, the, so, I mean, as we've alluded to the, the, when people either are, are coming into either the world of work or, or thinking about, gosh, how do I start networking? Where do I start? They might've had some advice from, you know, some, some people they know already and, and, and or people at work or, or whoever it might be. But um, do you think that there is any merit in sort of them having a bit of a, a bit of a plan or a bit of a, it's one of the things I've heard in the past is like, as you say, there's not necessarily always, it's almost like an always on thing, isn't it? Really, as, as we've already said, you know, it's not like you just sort of say, well, this is my game phase for networking. And, and then I will switch that off and then become myself again. Uh, out, you know, this is professional Sam. This is, this is, um, uh, you know, personal Sam. It's almost like being yourself as much as you possibly can and, and in your professional um, auspices as, uh, personality as well. But um, there, there have been people, people who've said, well, sometimes you need a bit of a, either a bit of a structure around how you can, start off and sort of say well which sort of networking events should I attend who should I be talking to what should I be trying to say about myself in my pitch and ultimately what am I trying to achieve with you know with connections from in my professional um, uh, life but also is there um, a, a sort of um, a, any idea around what what people can 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 expect I mean should, should there be two two sort of formally constrained by as we've already said but they probably shouldn't i should do the x y and z my sort of formula for networking or more of a actually i'm going to go there i'm going to be myself and i'm not going to have you know massively high expectations i'm just going to start to get to talk to people who i who who will talk to me effectively where where people get confused about networking i believe is 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 here one of the biggest pieces of advice that is given to people is go and find a, a place where your target market are. And, and I think what, what people fail to explain is that no one turns up at a networking event to be your target market. People don't go to networking events because they want to buy from you, typically. Someone will always throw me the example of a, a meet the buyer event and, and so on and so forth. But people typically turn up to networking events because they want to promote their, their own product or service, not that they want to buy from you which leads people to over-strategize. And, and therefore, what people do is hugely overvalue the people they can't see, this, this mythical target market who are sat somewhere in a room waiting to, to meet them and buy from them, and undervalue the people who are right in front of them, the, the people that they can speak to. So, you know, we're, we're, we're in, in, in Oxfordshire. It would be um, perfectly simple. And I think if someone's going to start networking, then go and search for the networking events locally. Um, there is obviously, you know, here and, and, and in many towns, there's four networking and BNI and in Oxford, there's Sterling and B4 and the Oxfordshire project. And I'm, I'm going to end up open doors and I'm going to end up missing people and offending them. I, I don't mean to. Um, but if people go and look, there's plenty of networking opportunities, whichever town they, they happen to be listening in, I would say get stuck in and find find the, the, the environment which suits you. Find the environment where you're going to be most comfortable because no matter how good the market is, the, 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 the people who are in there, if you don't enjoy the, the structure of it or, or something or the other people in the room or something, you're not going to throw yourself at, at going there. So go and try them out. And, and particularly right now, you know, you can do it all from the comfort of, of your home. Um, but I would genuinely say go and go and find them. For, for anyone new to, to, to networking, um, 
your local chamber of commerce, by the way, um, certainly in, in, in England, your local chamber of commerce is a great place to start because it, even if they don't have their own networking events, someone at the chamber will know where the networking events are. Um, that's usually my advice to people about getting started. Yeah, and it's, they're relatively cheap. You will have to pay something, but it's relatively cheap. It's not a huge financial outgoing, particularly now it's online. You don't even have to buy lunch or a cup of coffee. It's a, it's a one-off payment and they're there in front of all these people. So it's, you know... It's and, and it is. And, you know, compared to plenty of other forms of marketing, even if you do have to pay to, to be there, you you get the opportunity to to talk to some other business people the worst that's going to happen is you'll come away with a few conversations or, or a few business cards but also if you're new in business as as well it starts to give you practice in talking about your business um sharon my, my partner who i've mentioned a couple of times she started going to networking events she's new in business for herself and it's actually really helping her to practice talking about her business in front of other business people so you know, and I've I've got a speaking career out of going to networking events. There are other benefits over and above just selling to the other people in the room or, or getting referrals from them. They, as as Sally says, they are um, very inexpensive or, or, or free a lot of the time at the moment. It also gives you a good experience of talking about your business in a friendly atmosphere. It's not. You don't it's not as if you're if you get it wrong or you stumble or you don't forget a bit it doesn't matter nobody there is judging you at all they might think of, well i don't really want to connect with them much but then there's no aggression there's it's a very friendly place to practice getting it better and that's what i go that's what i go off stage to um when i do seminars and keynotes the the advice that I was given throughout my estate agency career and my, my retail, my short retail career before that, um, from 1983 to, to, to 1988, you, you were always told that thing that you just had one chance to make an impression. And actually, I, I mean, I used to say you can turn up next week. You know, these days you can turn up later on this afternoon at another networking event. And if you fluffed your 40 or 60 seconds this morning, try again later. And, and you do find in the main people are hugely supportive they actually want to support other people in the room they were the newbies once they were nervous once they want everyone else to succeed so so fluffing your your introduction in that environment is a much better place to do it than the time when you're in front of your best possible customer and you're pitching to them one of the reasons that, that i've spoken at so many networking events is that it is much and I don't do it these days, but I used to, it is much better to get it wrong, to dry up, to, to let my nerves overtake me at a networking event and work out how to get over it there than it is when I'm actually on a stage and I've been paid to do it. And, and you know, there's much more repercussions if, if I do get it wrong. I use networking as a rehearsal for for pretty much everything else I do. Um, same with, with new products or services you can soft launch a new product or service in your business to your networking crowd um, and that will give you a really good indication as to whether the general public or the wider public will will actually buy it yep it's a really, that's a really really good point to soft launch things of the networking that's yeah because they're very sympathetic and you can even tell them that that's what you're doing you don't have to sneak it in in some secret you know network um facebook campaign you can actually just tell everyone look what does everyone think of this and they'll tell you the truth and, and and actually it's not even about doing research i 
I find with new services, if I pick up the phone to the networking contacts who I think it's appropriate for, and they buy it, then we know we're onto something. If they don't, then I need to go back to the drawing board and work out why they're not, or, or even ask them yeah. why they're not buying it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it's, it's quite different because very often if you do research, um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure this is an English thing, we tend to be quite polite to people. Um, <laughs> it's it's the bit of actually asking people to get their debit cards out where you where you get the real research done. Exactly, exactly. That's it, isn't it? That's it. Um, I was just interested. I, uh, I'm finding all this absolutely fascinating. It, it's, it's brilliant. And I, I was just wondering, we probably potentially covered this already, but I was just wondering, Stefan, if there's a particular, you know, with all the events that you, that you talk at and, and, and the help that you give people in networking, is there a, it's, it must be a combination of things, but is there something, some central kind of problem or challenge that you think people have around networking that 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 they're they're searching for because clearly it's 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 an evergreen topic isn't it It, people are always wanting to know how can i be better at networking how can i start networking am i doing it right what what what's what's this all about you know and not necessarily a bugbear but is is there sort of a, a common sort of challenge that you find people say to you oh well it's just i find this most difficult about networking or i wish i could be doing this more effectively is there anything there at all that comes out the the common thread is converting it to sales converting the the time and effort put into networking into sales so that's the common problem um what we have to do then is work out what the cause of that is because that can be several things um or a combination of several things but people people typically drop out because they are going networking and the, the, the same with, with social media, you know, we hear it, I've tried LinkedIn and it didn't work. I've tried networking and it didn't work. And, and when you dig a little bit and find out what didn't work, what people typically mean is they didn't make any sales. What's interesting to me when I dig further, you very often find that that person isn't making any sales through any of their marketing. So the, the actual cause of the issue is is back to something else and and not the type of networking events they went to not you know they've got the wrong connections on linkedin it's actually something a little bit more fundamental so expanding on that that um in 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 my experience is quite often how people package their services how obvious people make it what it is they actually sell and then how they describe their services so that people actually understand it that we we have a great tendency to um um, to try and impress people with big words and, and so on. And, and very often I find people need to dumb things down a little bit so people just completely understand what it is that you're selling um, and then make it easy for people to find the till. It, we, we, we do a great job as, as small business people of hiding the till, of, of not actually helping people to buy from us when it gets to that point. So, so yes, the, the, the most common issue is I'm going to loads of networking events and I'm not making any sales. But actually, if we dig a little bit, that's very often got a bit more to do with, with you guys' speciality than, than, than mine, frankly. It's got a lot more to do with the fact that people, the person themselves doesn't really know what they're selling. So they're doing a really poor job of describing that to other people. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. And you do sometimes hear that on, in 40 seconds in networking events that people aren't quite sure what it is they're putting out there. They don't know themselves and and so um and and i come across that a lot and that's not a criticism um people don't know themselves because 
they've sort of built it up and, and fluffed it up with, with, with great language and that sort of thing. And actually, we need to boil it down to exactly what's going to, to tick the boxes for the potential customer. And, and people very often aren't terribly good at doing that. I mean, it's, and the same is true for all marketing, whatever you're doing, whether you're doing an advertising campaign or a net or Facebook campaign, it's the, the same thing is true. You've got to absolutely make it clear what you're selling, how much it costs, how you can get it and where the tip is. On, on that point, um, which you've made an incredibly important point, people sometimes think they know what they're selling and you ask them what they sell and they sell, they, they say they sell sales training courses or they sell email marketing or they sell social media or so on. And, and people think that they're the only people in the room who, who do that. There's no one else here who does sales training courses, so I'm bound to make some sales. But, but actually, what we buy as business people is the outcome and not the, the, the process. So when you talk about um, the money, how much to charge for it, whether people know what they're buying, if you're someone who does sales training, you're in competition with the guy who does email marketing. You're in competition with the person who does graphic design or website design. Because what people want, what small businesses want to buy is the outcome, i.e. that we'll sell more stuff or we might save money along the way in something. But that's where people get confused about what they're selling. Um, no one buys a sales training course. What people buy is what they want to get out at the end of it. And actually what they want to get out at the end of it is pretty much exactly the same as why they would invest in email marketing or SEO or whatever it happened to be. So you're very often in competition with everyone else who supplies a business to business service. So it's absolutely your job to make sure that people completely understand the value in what you do and why they should buy from you. And they may well buy both. It just, they just need to know why they need to look at you as well as the other thing. Yes. Yeah. Really, really good point. And that, that sort of connects back as well to something we talk about regularly, sort of uh, one of our I say gurus, Simon Sinek, always mentioning him and, and, and you know, not that people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And so I think it's almost like two things there, aren't they? As you said, it's absolutely buying the outcome. So whether it's you're your selling greater sales, greater efficiency, but then also if you're combining that with your own, particularly as a freelancer, I guess, your own personality, your own approach and what motivates you you're sort of opening yourself up to other people who you are what your life is what motivates you what music you're interested in you're hoping to get that feedback from them they're getting a bit of a glimpse of both aren't they they're sort of getting a bit of a glimpse of the outcomes you can provide them with but also what makes you tick you know why why are you doing this you know you say well i, I love i love finding i don't know um uh, it could be analysis and data we were talking about data and analytics the other day you know i love solving people's problems to try and understand why their website isn't working you know which then produces this out this greater output i suppose it's almost like again again it, it it's it's a bit of telling a story isn't it in a way i suppose it's, it's sort of uh, drawing people in with that again a, a previous podcast that, that sally did about the storytelling mm -hmm. and i think it connects mm -hmm. quite nicely doesn't it that whole ethos effectively altogether. that's right you are selling your personality because you just you know, hopefully people will find you entertaining to work with and actually oh, i could work with with Stefan, because uh, to be honest, I spoke to Stefan at that networking event we first met because he had a fantastic shirt on. And it was, it, it really did make a today. difference. That's what did it. And you think <laughs> it's just that one difference that made me think, oh, I want to talk to him. I've let the side down today because I've got a very understated t shirt on um, for, for, for the sake of your listeners. Um, I feel like I'm doing um, radio commentary on snooker or something like that. Um, but, you know, I. Um, that, a, that's become sort of part of the brand. I do wear flowery shirts, but, but equally, 
when people bump into me in the street when I'm not at work, equally I'm very often wearing a flowery shirt. Anyway, it's not as if I'm I'm putting something on just to to be at the networking event. But the point that you're making about personal brand is is huge because in a world where so many of us are selling um, quite similar services, what do we do to to differentiate ourselves? And allowing people to get to know us is is hugely undervalued. One of the biggest compliments that I get paid is is when people say, we felt like we already knew you because I've put so much of myself out there online, um, after networking events, in between networking events, doing wonderful podcasts like like this, so that people get to hear my voice, they get to know a little bit more about me than, than just the website and so on. That is a massive part of the trust that, that, that we talk about. People feeling like they already knew you before, sometimes before they even meet me, that's become a very big part, um, which I did instinctively, I never did it strategically, but I realize now, listening to Simon Sinek, um, listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, who, who, who I listen to an awful lot of, you know, people love reality TV. So actually getting to know a little bit more about who we are as humans hugely helps with the personal brand thing. The, the thing that people don't like about that is that what we're actually doing is giving people the chance to decide whether they like us or not. And some people won't. And that's that's also all right because in most of what we're selling, they 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 weren't the ideal clients for us anyway. Um, I, I I think I've been lucky that that you know marginally more people like me than than don't. But if you don't put yourself out there at all because you don't want people to not like you, then you're not giving anyone the chance to to like you or trust you along the way. We felt like you we already knew you. That's that's been huge to me, and I've I've written tons about that as as well. I think that's a, such a valuable point, actually. And I, I, I've been listening to uh, uh, a lot of Mark Manson uh, recently and uh, dropping another name in there, but it's really connected with me. But one of the things he was mentioning, I won't mention the title of his books, obviously, because that could be rather insulting. If people have heard of him, if you haven't, look him up. Um, but uh, the the um, the point about when you do put yourself out there, he says about, you know, some people are just not going to, I say, like you, that they're not going to connect you with you, as you say, they're they're that's just the nature of the nature of a business as we know it's the nature of personality as well the fact that I, th I suppose maybe for a lot of people that's almost something that that prevents them perhaps from networking or, or, or sharing more about themselves than, than they otherwise would because they just fear well some people uh, uh might not put a well they're not going to put a comment on my post or that or perhaps they put something that challenges me and says something different and but it's almost embracing that 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 challenge isn't it embracing that the fact that you know that's just life it, it's a fact that you're not going to be universally popular universally um people are going to find you interesting and but but there will be people who who do find you interesting there will be people who do who do connect with you so it's almost like not not to stop you from doing it in the first place but it's i suppose it's a little bit of a hurdle to get over to begin with isn't it almost embracing accepting that that concept as you say it it, it is and you know, I, I hate doing video. I, I really dislike myself on, on video. It, it takes me a lot of effort to get into the right mindset to do videos and Facebook lives and so on. And yet, when I do them, we sell stuff. Um, and so just from a purely crassly commercial business point of view, I need to do more of, of stuff like that. But it sometimes very very rarely actually and i've done a lot more videos than most people sometimes you get someone who disagrees with what you're saying sometimes you get someone 
disagreeing with the article you've spent hours writing on LinkedIn. Um, actually, the great thing about that is that if they disagree publicly, um, they are actually helping to make your advert and your, your article go viral, um, even by typing their disagreement to you. So, so it is a win, but I get it. We, we, you know, we, we worry so much, and I'm, I'm 50 years old now, and I'm only just getting to grips with this myself. We worry so much about the opinions of people who really don't care and, you know, aren't going to pay our mortgage for us, whereas our business is. So it's, we, we do worry a lot about it. And like I say, I haven't got any clever answers for that. 50 years old, and I'm, I'm only just getting my head around that one myself. Yeah. And I think... If people don't, if people don't like you, don't work with them. It's you know, there's it's a nice, easy. I mean, there are some people that you don't like that you have to work with for various reasons. But by and large, we have got that choice, and you will do better work with people that you get on with. It'll be best for both of you. If if we're going through the um, financial ups and downs, the emotional ups and downs of running our own business, and it, you know, look, it took me a long time to get this one for God's sake, let's work with people we actually like and get on with and we agree with their ethos and ethics and, and so on and so forth. I think that's one choice that we we really do have, you know, it, 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 in a different time in my life and in, in the um, evolution of my business, there were times when I had to take the money and I'm, I'm sure there, there are for other people as well. And I'm not, um, I'm not ashamed of that because it was the right thing to do to, to pay the bills. I'm in the really fortunate position now when I can broadly make that choice as to who I work with. And and, and that is a really liberating um, and exciting place to, to be, really. And like I say, as business owners, we, we do have that choice. Yeah, I think that's that's a, quite a good way, place for us to round this off, actually, because I think networking puts you in a place where you can start making decisions for yourself. You have to put yourself out there to, and talk to people and that then it ultimately you can make the decision about how you want to work and I think Stefan has rounded that off really beautifully by saying now I'm now I've got I've done this journey and I'm now in a position where I can help myself and that's just that's what we all want to do really. Networking organizations like For Networking and BNI exist, LinkedIn exists but it, it's not about the network on there it's about the network that you put together the network that you choose and exactly. yes I, I think that's a um that's a lovely place to finish it, Sally. Thank you. It's absolutely perfect. Thank you very much, Stefan. That was really interesting. Really, really interesting. And it's inspired me to go off. And fun if I was networking this morning and I'm going to do some more tomorrow. So it's kept me going. Brilliant. You enjoy. It's brilliant. Thank you so much, Stefan. Really enjoyed that. And uh, I'm sure pe people can find you, well, as we've said already on, on LinkedIn. And uh, is there any other, your, your main uh, your sort of main website and talking about your speaking engagements, you said, I think if they just Google your name, they're going to find you <laughs> all over. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm bothered by the fact that someone who is very high up in Bitcoin shares a name with me um, <laughs> and actually does more videos than, than, than me. I, I really ought to connect with him. But um, but yeah, Stefan Thomas, um, go and find me on LinkedIn. You, you will find me now. That's by far the best way to um, to contact me and keep in touch. Brilliant. That's great. Well, thank you. I'll be going to, to end now. Thank you very much. And we'll see you again soon. We'll network with you again soon, Stefan. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I really hope everyone enjoyed that exploration of 
networking with Stefan and as you were able to hear he has a fantastic uh, number of insights on the subject and hopefully some really practical tips for you to, to get started and get out there if you uh, haven't done much networking so far or if you're a relatively experienced networker hopefully some some more tips and, um, and ways of thinking about how to make the most of of your networking activities so hope you enjoyed that one um, keep an eye out for new podcasts coming along very soon we've got a new interview uh, about uh, PR and marketing and we've also got some special Christmas episodes coming up if you're listening to this at the time of uh, Christmas in December when I'm recording this but uh, if not then ignore that you can still listen to the podcast afterwards it doesn't matter any time of the year is good uh, Christmas isn't just for the Christmas period, it's for the whole year round, as we know. Uh, but anyway, hope that uh, you will enjoy those. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, then please do at MeandersPod on Twitter. And look forward to hopefully seeing people, perhaps in the flesh, in, in the new year. And hopefully that you will uh, continue to enjoy listening to the podcast. Thank you very much, everyone. Bye for now.